Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Trigger, 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 trigger. Trigger, trigger. You ready? Yeah. So I'm Nolika Radway. And I'm Andrea O'Brien. And this is Triggered. Where we um, do like a review of all things media, looking for things that have triggered us. And um, Ann and I are good, good friends. And we like to say, we like to move, well, you know, like people run away from the triggers. We actually want to like, if something triggers us, we want to dig in. And there's nobody I prefer digging in to all of my triggers with more than my love, Andrea O'Brien. Right back at you. Call right. Oh, thank you, darling. So we start with sharing just our tarots this morning and just pulled, mm-hmm. which um, I'm so excited because it feels like it's going to be our card for now. So I'm going to read mine first. Okay. And then we're going to see what, you're, what you pulled. And so today I pulled the Wheel of Fortune. Yes. You know, I only have one deck. I got to I gotta figure out my deck situation, but I love this deck. I have no problem with this <laughs> deck. But um, from the Next World Tarot, and it's the Wheel of Fortune. Let me tell you, about, like, anyway, the, the card is about, like, just staying in it. The way I, de- like, the way I de- think of it is, like, things are going to, like, you're in a space of transition and, like, being... Like, be comfortable with being in that space. That is for a reason. Like, you're not ready to, like, things are still, I think things are still stewing. Like, things are still being worked out. Don't lose your patience. Like, just stay in it. And something that was, in, that some words that were in it when I was reading it today, which is, like, um, crazy, is it may destroy you, which you know is my new mm-hmm. favorite show. Um, and I just thought it was such a weird it's just such a weird, it's such a unique thing, like um, phrase that I was really taken back that it was in the card. But I'm gonna read the sentences in. Um, they know the best swimming spots, the most dangerous leaps that may save or destroy you in an instant. And I was thinking about when I hear the title of the of show, um, it I may destroy you. I'm always like, or I may, you know, like I may, I may destroy. It's, you. It's not a foregone conclusion. I may conclusion. destroy you. Or I might fucking revolutionize your whole shit. Catapult, yeah, like just catapult you into what is next, and how that usually is the edge, you know, that we function <laughs> on. So I was like, all right, thank, all right, all right, I'm gonna get in touch with me. What was your card? Okay, so I just pulled, and my card yes. today from the same deck uh, is oh, strength. I love that card. And plus, because she card. just kind of, I just got my hair cut yes, back off, and she's yes. doing the same thing that I'm doing, and so yes. that makes me feel really happy. Um, but okay. So strength. So it kind of talks about being prepared and, and honoring and understanding the things you need for survival, like understanding that you need healing plants and medicines and, you know, things that are required for 
survival and thriving in whatever this new world is going to be. It talks about mm-hmm. um, not being deterred by like fancy gadgets and all these things, like really understanding what you need to get through and honoring mm-hmm. where you come from, even as you leave it. So not saying, you know, I come from this place, I'm not looking back, what mm-hmm. have you. It's honoring whatever you needed to take from that place to make you who you are and prepare you for whatever is to come. And so I loved the last sentence because it said, strength asks you to study humanity's mistakes and discover how they are exhibited in your everyday life. Strength asks you to navigate ferocious terrain in order to learn radical tenderness. And so that whole, that prospect of radical tenderness is something I'm really trying to embrace now because when I talk to people and they trigger me and they get on my damn nerves, I'm trying to look for the trauma so that I can not immediately go in so that I can say, as a people, we went through this trauma. So I get why you're here. You may have gone something that puts you extra there and something in me or that Mm -hmm. I'm doing is bringing up that energy in you. I'm not causing Mm -hmm. it. This is your shit. But -hmm, instead mm -hmm. of seeking revenge or seeking to clap back. It's like, you know what? I can exhibit radical tenderness by understanding you're going through trauma and letting this go. I mean, you're you're getting into my trigger oh, today. Let's do this it. Week. Let's you're do it. Into, let's you're getting do into, it. You, all right. You're getting all, you're going all the way <laughs> the into the my, wine. so first of all, my first, I'm going to share first. Yes. I need to, I need to, I need to, ex, I need to exercise this right let's now. Let's do it. First of all, it's all your fault, <laughs> but in a good way. Thank you. And thank you, Anne. We were talking um, last week and I was asking you about what, what you watching. Like, what's up? What, what are you into? What are you getting into? Mm. And you were like, I'm watching this show, Normal People, mm-hmm. which I had seen the advertisements for. And you finished it. I didn't like, even finish it yet. I didn't and I was like, it. I'm not really, I'm just not here for like, you know, I'm just not here for white folks right now. Right. You know, like, things I don't black. Know, do I have, yeah, do I have time for this right now? Mm. And I was like, you know, last time I was like, all right, I get, and was like, listen, Sis, get get your whole life. Your and I was like, okay, that, you don't have to say it twice. I was like, you don't have to say it twice. If I did not get, first of all, the intimacy, all, the level for, of no, intimacy in this show. Le- so normal people is on is streaming on Hulu. Hulu. It's like one of their original series. Yep. Um. Again, we'll put the links in the bio. But okay. First of all, the level. They first of all, those two people had sex. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care the what sex nobody say. I don't say. care what they're saying to me. I don't care what nobody say. Those two people, actors, and they, those two people have sex. It so felt I'll just like start there. Skin and Max when I was young, and I'm listen, stopping it to see like um, they have listen, to be. Yes, they 100 percent did. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It is triggering all of the things. Yes, but I, one part I will bring to particularly. You know, I won't give all the good ways. I'll just start, but I'll just say that. Just be ready. Like just the level of trigger like the motion like everything especially you've ever high school felt. shit especially yes. high school into college high school into college it is gonna it be is like gonna bring all it's- your shit first of all i won't tell you how many things that happened <laughs> in that show to the characters actually happened to me because i don't want to tell all my business right now but it's a little airy but one thing in particular i want to say that like kind of triggered me was um i'm not gonna give too much away but just to say that there's a there is a part of it where Tuka we already said they had sex, but they have like their first sexual experience together. And in that scene, the what a good scene. main female character is a, like had has never had sex before. What a good scene! And 
Oh, Lord. I just want to say that all I kept thinking was, I wish that was my experience. He was so tender. I wish- Listen, I just kept thinking. And she was so clear. Like, she was so clear and, like, playful and, like, young and, like, all of the things. All of the emotions that you have. She was all of those my, things. Nolika, my first thought was, this is some young, younger millennial Gen Z freeness because it ain't no Gen X freeness up in here. <laughs> well, it's, you know what I was not, thinking about? I'm sorry. No, listen. <laughs> what I was thinking about was, and maybe because I'm in Amsterdam right now, it felt very Europe. So it's set in Ireland. Yes. And it feels very your like this idea. I keep saying like it breaks down ageism in a way. You know, like right. in American TV, you go from like high school, prom, graduation, and then all of a sudden you're a grown up. Yep. Like you, some dramatic shift happens between those years when actuality nothing like hap- nothing changes. You nothing happens. No. You know, like we're the same people. It's the same thing. And there's a way that they hold that. Anyway, I won't get all into it. I am halfway through the se- the series. I had to like it's a it's a it's all of the things. <sighs> just be ready. Just just be ready and the level and it will also the other thing I'm just going to say this. <sighs> it will make you demand another level of intimacy in all of your sh- You're be watching it like no that's how we supposed to begin. You, like oh, that's what's supposed to You're supposed to be that. looking okay. at me like this. Okay. <laughs> what, where have I been? When did we stop looking oh, at each other like this? Listen, listen, yeah. uh-huh. listen. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So anyway, that's 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 number one for me this week. What's 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 really good with you? I mean, we're gonna take it right back to where I was last week. Jada in August. Oh, oh. you are you starting you starting already. We, okay, yeah, okay. Go ahead. I mean, Tell we're it. talking about intimacy and what have you. So Tell it. <laughs> on today, on this day that we are recording, the day that we are recording okay. is Friday, All July tenth. Right. I don't know when y'all gonna see this. Yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith bought herself to the red table. And sitting across Ooh. the red table with her, from her is her husband, Willard Smith. No! No way. <laughs> this is why I told you you needed to watch this before we oh, came on. wait, no. And I will not what? spoil it for those of you who haven't seen it, but the, re- the level of realness required for these two to have the conversation around Jada and August having a relationship and the things he pulls out of her. And as I had said on the last, on the last episode of this, I am the co-host of a podcast called the cheat code in which my, you have not heard it. You you have to go listen listen to it, but we bear our souls in a way that is uncomfortable for a lot of people. And this was uncomfortable for me after 10 episodes of bearing my soul to people because first of all, that's Will and Jada. <laughs> no, I saw Will Smith. He did like a live with somebody this week, and I said to I said to my part my partner, and I looked down. I was like, "He ain't right. I don't know what's going on in their household, but I know those looks too." First of all, ain't go, right over there. go listen to him and Dondre Whitfield. The conversations they're having. Dondre is married to Sally Richardson. He's been on TV forever. Yeah. Robert from the Cosby Show. Yes, For those yes, of us yes. our age, they are having yes. some real men conversations. I don't where on on Dondre's IG. He just wrote a book. He wrote a book, uh, Men versus oh, Boys. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So, so the thing that was triggering me was that they are, they are clearly at a place where they have decided what the world will be for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, as rich black folk with, you know, wealthy black folk at this point with, you know, resources or what have you, 
obviously we know already that doesn't buy you anything, but that it also buys mm-hmm. you the luxury of being able to live your life the way you want to live it. It also buys you okay. extra scrutiny. So, okay. you know, I, I get that they like, you know, you can tell that they've kind of decided what they're going to be, but you can also see it broke them to do this. Mm-hmm. And when you look mm-hmm. at Will's face, they're at, I mean, they're past this for the, for them. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I looked at his eyes specifically and I was like, that man has been crying or mm-hmm. using whatever he needs to use to steal himself for this conversation. Mm-hmm. And Whoa. that was triggering for me. Wow. Um, this was a man. And you, I'm not. Oh. Let me tell you something. And this, and it's not, and I don't believe like Jada, Jada's the only person who had, who had indiscretion. Mm-hmm. They both come from. Addiction. Mm -hmm. His family has a lot of addiction. They both come from some Mm -hmm. level of violence. So there's something in you, like we talk about Whitney and Bobby, there's something Mm -hmm. in you that is attracted to that spirit. Mm -hmm. But when she said, part of my codependency is feeling like I've got to fix people Mm -hmm. and I have, like, I can help people and I need to help them to help to fix myself, it slapped me Mm -hmm. all up inside the head. Like her talking about, because codependency versus Helping is two different things, and no, I can't. I'm not ready. It's, wow, child! I had I, I had to take myself to my non-red table and just be like, sit for oh, a moment. So wow. yes, the red table. Jada taking herself to the red table triggered all sorts of things, like ten things. I could talk about this all day, but we're not here to talk okay. about this all day. But okay. yes, okay, we need to watch right. it okay. right after. Oh, okay. I will get to it. I mean, the thing I kept thinking about is that he was on the show, on the red table talk. Yes, he was on the show. So clearly, so he don't know that s- is part of. He don't know side piece rules. Why? Why are you talking about it? Like, <laughs> like okay, well, yeah, okay, okay. We're, we're, and we're and okay. we're here and we're here. I'm opening my window. We, that it's... was a lot. That was a lot. Um. Okay. So my, jeez, oh, what a week. So, I will say something else that has triggered me. Um, that I've been watching is this show, Rami. I was I told, told to watch this. About- Everybody, two people, you and my girlfriend Debbie, told me to watch this. So now I have to absolutely watch this. Oh my lord! Okay, so I just thought we. I binge Rami like two. It's two seasons. I binge the whole thing. Oh wow! All of it. It is. It is. It is excellent. It is funny in all of the uncomfortable ways. It's like that kind of humor. But I will say, I want to fast forward. All the way to the end of the series. If you have not watched it, uh, this is kind of, I don't know. I'm going to try not to spoil it. But what I will say, the last episode is so uncomfortable. Like what happens in the last episode is so incredibly uncomfortable. I don't feel like I've ever felt that way at the end of it. I was just like perplexed. I was like, confused i was hurt i was like i i i believed it and i didn't it was like it did all of the things and i just want to say people who are making these tv shows thank you for doing it while there's quarantine so i could just have a whole all the time a whole lot of time to sit and process because rami i think it's streaming i think it's streaming on it's on hulu too Mm -hmm. Listen, Hulu's doing, is doing things like Hulu and I right now. We're 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 having like we're having a good old time together. But it is, woo, it's it's like you can't even predict. Like you keep like you think something. You're like, okay, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. And they just keep taking it there. They just keep taking it to these extremes 
of like emotion and introspection and just absurdity. Like I can't. So I will just. If you ready to, if you want to get into all your feelings, I would watch. Like you could do Rami, then then ordinary people, or vice versa. Just be just just take a whole week off. Just take like all your feelings. Like I want to have all my feelings, so I'm just gonna watch these shows. So that's 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 what that's what's really good. So, what is the premise of the show, Rami? Can you even? Oh my gosh! So oh well, so Rami is about a millennial. Um, Egyptian Muslim, um, I think I wouldn't say he's he's first generation, but he's he's also like immigrated here. Like his he came either his parents came over when he was really young, I think, mm-hmm. um, for Egypt, and he is com- he has this conflict between being an, a millennial in America, American, um, and then nine eleven hits oh. and like how that impacts his experience of Jersey, like grows up in Jersey. Um, and just how that impacts his experience in the world is like complex. And like he, what he, the way he think, what he thinks it means to be Muslim, that is like unattainable. Like he feels like if he, the reason why his life is so fucked up is because he is not practicing his faith. Like and that if he was, things would be. He has this is un. What I think is like a this unrealistic expectation of Islam, and it's just dope. It's just so. It's funny. The characters are. There's no small characters. Every character is meaningful, and so I, anyway, I love it. Watch it, but all your feelings. Trigger, 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 trigger. Like you're like trigger, boom, trigger, trigger. Like trigger, 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 trigger. Trigger, trigger. Just be ready. Just be ready. Be ready. All right. What you got for me? So I watched a documentary um, this week called Horror Noir, which is a history of the representation of black people in the horror genre. And so I am a horror fan, certain Mm -hmm. types of horror. So I'm a horror fan and I go back to like Blackula and Scream, Blackula, Scream, all the way through Get Out. I, but, and I do, like, not just black horror. I do horror in general. Mostly, like, ghost, church, that kind of stuff, voodoo, whatever. I don't do, like, the hills have eyes and shit to me that's just, like, rape porn. Mm-hmm. I can't do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an interesting documentary because it's very much for most of horror. People think, oh, the black people's going to die first or we are, like, a side conversation. But what it does is it brings you back to, like, birth of a nation, and how that is horror for black folks because it is a thing that then presents us as the monster and how even when things moved into the 50s and it was the atomic age and you Mm -hmm, saw the creature mm -hmm. from the Black Lagoon and all these things, how they were stand-ins for this alien black thing that was the horror to the white community. It also goes right and it goes on through history to talk about like Things that were this hard. On Netflix, this, right? this was actually on IFC. It's a, uh, a, a channel called Shudder that produced oh. it, but you can get it, it. We watched it on IFC. Um, mm-hmm. And so, which is independent film that, uh, channel, which mm-hmm. for anybody. But anyway, um, it goes on to like talking about like the horror that is actually black people's horror. So when they go on mm-hmm. to make films like 
um, Tales from the Hood. And it's more mm-hmm. about around like our horror is drugs and domestic violence mm-hmm. and the Ku Klux mm-hmm. Klan. And so how mm-hmm. that worked all of that into the movies, they go into Get mm-hmm. Out. They go into Eve's Bayou because they do a lot around voodoo and how voodoo is yes, represented yes, yes. by white people as this dark, you know, force of evil because they don't understand it. Um, and how it's not always so like there's a movie called um well, it's actually in Scream Blackula Scream, where Pam Greer is in this one, and she's a voodoo priestess, and she uses it to fight Blackula because for black people, voodoo's not necessarily a dark thing. It is mm-hmm, part of mm-hmm. our culture. And it's a tool. It's a, it's a tool. tool. It's a tool. And mm-hmm. so it was just such an interesting take. And they had um Rochelle, I forget her last name, from The Craft, who was the black girl mm-hmm. in The Craft who gets left out of all mm-hmm. the carnivals and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. she plays a significant role, especially at that age. We weren't seeing powerful black women represented in horror mm-hmm. or anything like that. And as someone who's a fan of sci-fi horror fantasy, the way that they pulled this and strung this through the civil rights era and segregation and all wow. these things, it was so well Done. And when they get to Candyman, oh, nice. when they get to Candyman and they're Love talking about the how clearly it was written by a white person because the story is so good. It's about this, you know, mm-hmm. enslaved man who was an artist who was painting the white woman. They have a, a, a relationship. It was painted like they fell in love. You know, they lynched him for for his in, in, I'm going to use Jada's word entanglement with this white woman and cut off his hand and do all this thing. <laughs> Right, because I'm because I'm still triggered by that shit, um, and and so oh, he wow. gets he gets killed for this his his you know involvement with this white woman, but somehow and he gets killed in Cabrini Green what becomes Cabrini Green mm-hmm. projects in Chicago, but somehow he's in his own community killing people instead of a mile down the road killing yes, the white people yes, yes. and how yes, that would be yes. odd because that's not what yes. he would do. So yes, it was that yes. conversation around like. This new one, I think, is going to be so good. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited, I'm so excited for, for it. But it also so just talks about, it. like, the power of of black men and how they would they were using black men. Like, if this alien creature can beat up this big, hulking black man, then he's a real badass. Because mm. clearly, he, you know, how they would use black mm. people throughout just the genre. Mm. And it was so good and so introspective and so, like, thought-provoking. Um, and it just made me, like... We like when, whenever we do something, we do it like we're su- we're such an we're so impactful on this country. No matter how oh they try to oh pretend that we're not, the impact level. So of course, you know, the, I, I just recommend every whether you like horror or not, mm-hmm. you've seen enough of these mm-hmm. that you can watch it. All right. Well, this that sounds amazing. Um, my last uh, trigger, trigger, trigger um, <laughs> for this week that I wanted to tell you to go and check out is a podcast called About Race. Um, it is hosted by Rini Adu Lodge. I think I, I if I fuck up her name, I'm so sorry. But um, and also it's produced by um, Broccoli like podcast company that is run by a good sis, Renee Richardson. So the podcast, this, um, Renee wrote this book called why I don't talk to white people about race anymore. And it's basically about racism in the UK. Um, and just talks about how just, just this different perspective of something that they don't talk about and like this, uh, it's doing really well. And then they made like this podcast to continue to engage in these topics. It is so fascinating, interesting, and like 
just ama- like great to hear voices that you don't usually hear and like hear people talk about what racism looks like in other parts of the diaspora. Um, what's similar, what's different, all of the things. It's good. I really enjoy it. But one, um, there's an episode in, in particular, I think it's episode four, and it's called it's called Politically Political Blackness. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the whole idea of it is this idea of like this transition to people of color versus in um, the UK, there was this idea of like political blackness. And what political blackness meant is that you identify as being oppressed in this like environment. And like during the time of revolution in the UK around racism, it was many like South East, like Southeast Asians, like um, there was a mix of people and it's like that was acceptable like all most people were like first generation immigrants and they were cons- like political blackness versus people of color and I found it interesting just to hear and um, and it also made me think a lot about you know my own experience with this term people of color and who gets to identify as people of color and what all that means and something that I constantly um like check myself around or something that gives me a lot of reflection is this idea. Like I am first generation Jamaican, like you and, and something that comes from being Jamaican is this idea of like, we are more inclined to this idea of like political blackness, Mm -hmm. meaning that regardless of, and what I mean by that, like when somebody comes to Jamaica, like from Jamaica for the most part, not that we don't have white Jamaicans because we do, but if you were American and like, if you were living in the U S and you were Jamaican, you would, think of yourself as black or you would be identified as black yeah. or like at least or I and like how regardless of complexion you know you black you black you 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 Jamaican like you black yeah. um and my my thinking around that has evolved a lot but something that came from that so when I came to like when I'm doing race work and anti-racist work really this this way that I was trained around thinking about people of color is like you get to self-identify like you get to decide how you think of yourself racially. And now I've evolved in thinking like that's, I know that's bullshit now because race is not about what you think on the inside is like how the world perceives you. And so I've been like all, so listening to this conversation around political blackness and having younger people as part of the movement talk about why that doesn't work for them anymore, this idea of political blackness because they also receive it, like anti-blackness is a real thing. Um, was really triggering for me just around like how even my thinking around race keeps evolving. And then also the influence I keep, I would really, how many like white presenting people I kind of like told, well, if you want to, if you consider yourself a person of color, you're a person of color, come be part of this bigger collective of people of color that doesn't account for the fact that you are experiencing the world as a white person. And so your space in this in this environment is actually harmful to other people of color, black people particularly. And so I've definitely evolved in my thinking all that, but listening to them talk about it again was like triggering. <laughs> like it was like, right, we keep moving. It keeps moving. So your trigger directly relates to my trigger. Oh, wow. So, and it was more, less a trigger and more like a thought process. So Nolika and I were on this, workshop call, what have you, on Saturday, hosted by Sonia oh. Renee Taylor. Oh. 
the the incomparable. Why does that feel like ten years ago? It does, why does that but it was feel just like Saturday. ten years ago? The incomparable and 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 the fantastic goddess Sonia Renee Taylor um, around fantastic. our as Black people tremulous. If I'm I'm not even using that word right. Tumultuous terroristic relationship. I was into the tease with this, yeah. this these here United States of America. Yes, and. Um, and basically she had a panel of folks who have chosen to leave the United States and make their home Mm -hmm. elsewhere. And so Mm -hmm. she had advertised this on her own, um, IG page and also on the body is not an apology. IG page, which is her also IG page. Um, Mm -hmm. and on the flyer, it says, you know, something around, this is a safe space for black folk. So Mm -hmm. anyway, um, so she has a panel of people that are all, people of color except one person who is partnered with a person of color. Mm-hmm. And we log on to this thing and it's over a hundred people. There's a lot of people on yeah. this and, you know, pages and pages, pages and pages of folks on this mm-hmm. zoom call. And I won't give it away because obviously, honestly, this is her work. And so I don't want to mm-hmm. give away what was said in the call um, mm-hmm. in terms of folks, you know, reasons for leaving and how they, mm-hmm. you know, you know, mm-hmm. it was powerful. It was a powerful, was powerful. call, and and she powerful. she will you know. There's a recording of it, and I hope that you mm-hmm. choose to donate to her. You know, to to you know enjoy her her knowledge. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things that happened on the call, which was interesting, was there were white people that joined the call, and mm-hmm. there was some talk in the chat around how that made no, certain right folks tell it and tell it right tell i'm it, trying to be politically it. correct because that's my that's tell my it, nature tell but it, folks tell were it, like tell it this shit is triggering why are they here sometimes mm-hmm. fandom and understanding your place with white folks doesn't exactly mesh what's mm-hmm. going on so you know as the host of this of this event sonia renee taylor looks at the chat and then she mm-hmm. you know and uh, she stops one of her panelists before they speak and she said you know i just want to address it and she talks about the fact that this was supposed to be a safe space. She mm-hmm. she politely asks, you know, the white people in attendance to vac- vacate the premises. And she's just like, I, you know, understand the recording will be provided. And if you want your donation back, just reach out to me and I'll figure out how to do it. What it tri- was such a it boss was so, move. So, let me tell it you was something. Such a bo- that I was, was like, such big dick energy. Listen. Listen, and I don't care if that's never, correct or not. Listen, that listen, was the biggest of listen, big dick energy. I was like, yo. It was so healing and I careful. Am, she she set a standard. First of all, she, like mom, she set mother, a mother took care of us. And that was so listen. so because I am who I am, and I'm so afraid sometimes of upsetting the apple cart that I mm-hmm. Even the way you're telling the story isn't the way I would have told. Right, the story. because I because the way I'm, I yeah the way I exactly, would tell the story exactly. Is, so we get on a call <laughs> and there's tons of like white folks on the call and see when you go on Zoom calls you can choose you can to see, right you can see block the yourself out. Nobody has to see you. Most of the people on that Zoom call block themselves out, but not my white folks. They had their whole Zoom chat. They got the back out there faces. <laughs> yeah, they so excited. Face. Look, see at me. And it's it's really upsetting people because they came like and that's the thing like I, I just want to say you could have snuck you like yo I want to be a part of this yo I'm gonna just know I'm what they just doing. go ahead and let me ease in my, I'm gonna keep my no no they like I'm here I'm here for so it black pe- women are like in their feelings about it yes. and it was taking over the chat like they were just it was hard it to concentrate because myself. it was taking it was, over the chat I'm gonna check myself because I definitely in here and I was like 
I wanted them so much to like not to give those white people any like any rhythm, any like, rhythm like any just, attention. Just like just ignore them. Like we just gonna do what we doing here. Fuck them. They go. They always want to watch. But I did not take like it doesn't matter. Like you should be able to say this is this, this doesn't feel good to me. And, and this she, was like she stopped and she was like and she's I'm so gonna clear ask all the white people on this call with the exception of my panelists because I asked you to be here. Yeah, because I asked her to be here. I'm going to ask all of you to leave this call right now. And she apologized. She said, if it wasn't clear on my flyer, my bad. But y'all still got to go. <laughs> she was like, leave now. Like, thank you. Thank and you. she was like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Give me money back. Let me know. Thank you. And they, listen, I was so, and, and I just, I can imagine that black women are just not used to being cared for in that at that level ever <sighs> before. Like, just to have this woman say, I don't even like. I don't even need to know anymore. It's making you uncomfortable. I'm here. That's enough. And I, they gotta go. And I'll tell you, it was beautiful. And it was I'll amazing. tell you, Malika, I almost cried because yeah. it was no, like was it was like. First of all, to be cared for in that manner. Second yeah. of all, to feel free enough to say, "Hey, this ain't for you," because I have never, I've not really felt that way. In a mm-hmm. while, I work in corporate America, so you know, for me, yes. shit, I had. It took me years to cut my hair off. I just cut it off last week. <laughs> you know, I'm, like, I'm struggling right now. It's make. I'm about to go get a. Y'all, uh, y'all need to understand. I had I had a relaxer five, five minutes ago. Five minutes listen, ago, I had a relaxer. I'm about to shave off all my head tomorrow. Don't say anything. When it happens, just don't even say anything. So I Tiffany Haddish just shaved off her I head. Did you see it on her IG? Let me tell you so, something. Listen, let, me, let me tell you something. It's a movement. It's a movement. It's a movement. So I when she did that, it was so freeing and so powerful and so like. We deserve a space. And you yeah. know what? Sometimes white people need their space. Do your mm-hmm. thing. I'm not saying you need to post whites only signs. We're not going there. But mm-hmm. sometimes it, women need their space. Sometimes men, mm-hmm. like, and we should be okay with, hey, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say something that happened was so fascinating to me. At first, I was like ignoring it. And then once she did that, she did have one white panelist. And oh. it bothered me in a way that that was my next part of the trigger that oh sorry no 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 but it was interesting because i wasn't sure that like i was you know i got in i was fine i was just like you know i'm so excited to come have this conversation and then once she's like people felt comfortable enough to say their thing and then i was like this white woman is there and it was just like not like this isn't this is not no exceptions and and don't talk we can't you can't i'm sorry it wasn't you didn't no add value added like i bet but not enough so you know like it was so distracting so what happened then was she's partnered with a black woman um and they were telling their story and my expectation was from what just happened and while you were asked to stay my expectation was you would either Mm -hmm. be quiet or you would tell a quick story and, you know, say out loud, understanding the sentiment on the call, I'm going to mm-hmm, shorten mm-hmm. what I had to say and mm-hmm. center you all right now. This is why mm-hmm. Sonia invited me here. Quick mm-hmm. synopsis. But she was a white woman who identified herself as also Jewish mm-hmm. and started to talk about it and started to talk about her families. And, and part of the reason that she was she needed to leave and, and thought about moving mm-hmm. was health insurance purposes mm-hmm. and um, was talking about her family's experience with the Holocaust Mm-hmm. And the thing that when she started to center the Holocaust and mm-hmm. her Jewishness, like, again, we mm-hmm. understanding that is a it, it was a, a terrible part of history. Mm-hmm. All the things we know that 
We not talking about that right now. This conversation mm-hmm. is around black people's relationship to the United States and why they had to leave. So you mm-hmm. understanding the need for flight because of your family's flight from where have you, we don't care right now. Like we just don't, <laughs> we don't fucking yeah, care right now. Like we just don't care. Not that we don't care I about mean, the Holocaust and your experience. Yeah, yeah. In this space, yeah. we don't care today. Well, I got to say, it's really interesting because I think it's something for us all to like check ourselves around and trigger of like when we give a person the pass. Yeah. Or we put bring them into the inner circle without taking into consideration our like our Our collective collective needs. Yes. And I think that is something that I think I definitely have been guilty of and want to continue to work towards. But that thinking around like you might be okay with this. But really thinking about is everybody going to be okay with this, and what's the what's the what's the that like why you know what I'm saying yep. like, and it wasn't it really and it made but it's me interesting. that I have to leave with that person. Yeah, and yeah, what does yeah, that yeah, look yeah, like? Yeah, it made me like, yeah, hey, yeah, this is my partner, yeah. and you yeah, may not yeah, feel yeah. like dealing right now, so I've got to yeah, go. Yeah. And what that looks like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that thank you good. so much. You. This was so I love talk. Oh, I'm so happy we do this. I hope other people enjoy it, but I really, I, I would, I just want to do it with you anyway. I really do. Regardless. I really want to talk to you. All right. All right. Bye. It's time for bed. Bye. This podcast was produced by Domino Sound. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.